Hey, what's up everyone? It's Mike and I'm back for the second episode of The Mike Stand. How are you guys doing? I hope you're in a good state and when I say state, I mean that you're in a good frame of mind killing the first day of the week like you're supposed to. By the way, the song that you heard in the intro is one of my favorite OPM artists. His name is Curtis Smith. You might have heard of him and this is off of his uh, last album. It, I can't say it's recent anymore, but it's called 24 as you may hear. So, a quick reminder before we begin, stay safe. I heard uh, Maria's got some nasty rainfall coming our way. Why do they always, always have women's names? It started in 1935 when the U.S. Weather Service officially adopted the idea and created a new internationally used phonetic alphabet of women's names. I think it's from A to W, leaving out uh, the letters Q, U, X, Y, and Z. And there were subsequent um, protests by women's liberation bodies in the, 19th, in the 1960s and 70s, which helped change the name scheme for the storms to include male names in 1978. So uh, uh, we named cyclone uh, storms and uh, typhoons because it's easier and less confusing to say, for example, Typhoon Maria, than to remember the storm's number or latitude and longitude. So uh, that's also easier when you have more than one storm to track, especially when it comes to that. So let's uh, get back on track and I'd like to open the topic up to everyone listening right now. So people have asked me in the past, Mike, what are the most uh, important tools and skills that you've learned along the way and uh, helped your longevity in terms of being a host. So I imagine myself, you know, having had with uh, this conversation with several people um, in the past, and I answered, I think practicing alone led me to being better, and being better led me to more events to host, obviously, and more events led me to meeting more people, whether they be coordinators and company managers and agents and whatever have you and having met all of them is a big factor as to why I'm still around you know I think a lot of people uh, if not if, if they haven't realized um, the power of word of mouth so you know like whatever it is that you're doing the brand is nothing without the people who take notice and actually avail of it and also even if you've got exceptional skill Listen, it, 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 it can only take you so far if you don't know how to reinvent yourself and stay relevant. And uh, to accomplish something that you've never had, you have to be willing to do things that no one else does. And that's what we're going to be talking about in this next episode of The Mic Stand. Let's flip on over to the next side and dive right in. So, you know, I've always been a crazy kid in terms of being different from the others. I'm not the kind of kid that everyone uh, always understood. And I think it resonates to a lot of us up to this day. I, I know a lot of you guys feel me. So what do I mean by crazy? You know, like I was staring in front of the mirror and imagining myself holding the microphone. I did this as a kid, you know, just blabbing. I'm talking nonsensical stuff but I think the main point of that was to never stop talking 
you know, I think that did me a great favor. I didn't know a thing about hosting. I might have been even imagining myself being a talk show host or a noontime show host where you have idiot boards and teleprompters and didn't really have to worry about what to say. You know, I think I think it's really important. I think that's where I got my edge. I think that's what separated me from others to think that it was a craft that no one considered as something to monetize from and it was strictly viewed as something that can only be done by celebrities but now my oh my how the times have changed and boy are we thankful for it a little um a little throwback as to when i started it was a time when DSL, I don't think DSLRs were even around yet. And if they were, they were hell expensive. Also, uh, at this time, I remember uh, you had to ask for permission from the couple or the client if you wanted to document your performance. And most of the time, they said no. It was a flat out no. Um, most of the time. It, it wasn't a comfortable time as now when everyone is shooting everything. So that was tough. But what it taught me was to always be mindful and operate at such a level that word of mouth, there was nothing else at that time. It was text messages. That's, that's all I remember. Maybe friends or whatever. Uh, it was only word of mouth that was going to get my name around and people will start reaching out to me and you know get me for their events. So I think that's, that's key right there. It's to make your brand... As solid as possible. Imagine um, that you didn't have social social media, right? Because sometimes, how many of us get really disappointed when you get a host? I mean, it's all like there, there's the power of editing now, editing now, but it doesn't necessarily always the perform the performance doesn't always translate to when you get them for your event. So make the brand as solid as possible by performing in such a way that you're claiming your stake in the game, right? You deserve it. I'm not saying this for anything else, but I'm just saying that you deserve it. If you're here, you deserve to be here, but you know, you also need to show that you're, that um, you deserve to be here. I always mention this in the past workshops or talks that I've done in both classrooms and universities. A good recommendation, a good recommendation is always better than a great resume so going back to uh word of mouth word of mouth gets you you know inquiries and there weren't a lot of hosts or 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 mcs back then so in my first years of hosting that must have been around 2007 uh i met people so you you will meet clients who refer you to other clients you've got agents company managers point people those managers assigned to you for coordination uh you've got new suppliers co-hosts both pro and non-pro and then there are coordinators now this was an eye-opening experience for me i mean you have the nice people who can be a breeze to work with but if i'm to be a hundred percent real that time I was a tenderfoot. I do try to make every performance the best one I can possibly deliver, but there were times when I know the real the the hosts out there know what I'm talking about. When you know that you're messing up, right? And there are two things, two things that transpire in your head when you mess up. One is, oh my, whew, glad no one. I'm glad no one noticed that. Or two, gosh, I'm messing up. I'm losing it. Uh, I need. 
I need direction in this event. So I, I need my coordinator to feed me something. And meeting the likes of Miss Bing Pascual, uh, Vince Reyes, JP Montilla was very special to me. Let me tell you guys, they are fucking scary. <laughs> they are they are scary as hell. If you're a new host and you want to ride it out and be comfortable, you just, you know, get money, that's it. By all means, by all means, avoid these people. Run from them. But if you want to be guided to a level where it ups your game, and if you are trying to get your hosting to a new level... I mean, these these guys are serious about delivering that just that to their clients. They don't play around, ever. So if you want to improve, Miss Bing Pascual, Vince Reyes, and JP Montilla are my heroes when it comes to that. They don't fuck around. They hack and slash. They are always on cue. They curse, and they will hang you by the neck. But it's because they respect the industry and love the craft that much. And I mean. Honestly, what's the point if you're not trying to get on their level, right? Progress is equals to happiness or equal to happiness. I'm proud to say that I've worked with them countless times and I am a proud product of their tutelage. I'm fortunate and I'm very grateful for your guidance and support all these years. So right now we're going to flip over uh, we're going to flip over to the next topic real quick. Stay tuned. I think it's been a while since I look back on how I grew from doing just one or two things and growing those other branches of my craft. I am uh, a singer and a host primarily, but life worked for me in such a way where you meet people who inspire you, who inspire you to be better. When I was a DJ at 97.9, back in uh, 2005, they flipped the format to Top 40. Or at least they tried for a while. There was a segment which happened every Friday called Invasion Manila. Now they would have DJs come over and spin music from I think that was 8 or 9 p.m. until 11 or 12. Right about the time that you were rolling around town and trying to find a bar because it was a Friday. And they would just come and start their sets. There were DJs of different flavors but there was, a, there was one man I always wanted to have on that show. And uh, he didn't make it because he's VI. He's visually impaired. But man, does this guy have heart. So rewind a couple years back. I was hosting an event at Revel in BGC. and with, It was for a sales rally. I met this man named Jemar Garcia. Turns out he was also a DJ. Very active in the rounds. He's visually impaired. And I met him and I saw him do his thing. You know, going live on Facebook and all that. And I said to myself, hold on, I'm, I'm a radio DJ. See, there are different sets of, sets of expectations when it comes, when you're coming from two angles looking at a DJ. Number one, you're a DJ, you're on air, and you're a personality. And there's, a, there's another one. You're a radio personality a DJ who also knows how to play music in clubs and parties. DJ. Are you with me? So I was looking at this man who was in love with music, in love with DJing, and is also visually impaired. And I thought to myself, shit, 
what's my excuse now? So <laughs> I, I had no money to buy a rig, a, a DJ controller. I saved up for it. I might have borrowed a couple of thousand pesos from my friend Cheat. Thank you so much. I appreciate you looking out. So I met another DJ who was selling a tractor DDJ T1 online. Uh, we met up, closed the deal, and that's practically how, how I got started. I had that controller and did not know the first thing to do with it. I was scared of it. It was this big board inside a flight case and I didn't even want to touch it. But Gemar inspired me so much to compel myself to make that first scary step into DJing. However much of a progress people think it may have been for me. So thank you, Jemar, and keep doing what you do. We're going to keep going. Uh, this is the mic stand. I'd say that skill comes second though. You know, no one wants to talk about this enough, but believe me when I tell you that connection is everything. When I say connection, I'm not talking about the names on your phone book and ringing them up. No, I mean a personal connection that you and the other person establish between the both of you. That you wanted bad enough to last for a long time. It's not like, it's not like an I scratch your back, you scratch, you scratch mine kind of thing. That's bullshit. I think uh, if you think you're gonna stay in the business for a long time with that kind of mentality, then get the hell out. You're done. Do something else. But if you're planning to be around long enough to see the time where you become happy and evolve in this industry as something else, whatever it is that your role is right now, and evolve from that to reach that certain level of freedom in this industry and have that freedom to have upward mobility and do something else that serves a bigger purpose that everyone can benefit from, I think that's one of the best goals to have, really. Welcome once again to the podcast. This is The Mike Stand, and my name is Mike Acuna. To get everyone up to speed, I started with what people have been asking me as to uh, what the 11 secret herbs and spices that allowed me to serve in this game for this long. And uh, we're going to break it down at this point. So if, uh, if you zoom in on the previous segments, there are elements of setting your own performance standard high enough to be carried by word of mouth don't fully depend on on social media because there's there's also real life and it's still you know there's still a big factor of that going on in your life you will uh find that you will meet a lot of people this is my second uh, my second point uh, you will find that you will meet a lot of people but another skill is filtering out the true mentors that you want to learn from and cherish now there's also inspiration when you, when you really think about it, we have no reason to be inspired. There's, there's always reason to be grateful and you can always compel yourself to make moves towards your dream. And you know, life presents to you challenges that can make you better if you look hard enough. I think that's, you know, that's my second point. And also, 
as a byproduct of all these things, hopefully it takes you to a place where you want to serve a bigger purpose, you know, something that excites you because contribution is key. What makes it hard to contrib- contribute rather is, uh, is, is when you're not excited, if, if it doesn't fire you up. You know, contribution is key. Matter of fact, it's a human need among certainty, uncertainty, love, and connection. So contribution, or yeah, contribution is the the fifth one. That's it for uh, the second episode of The Mic Stand. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you've got any topics that you want to talk about or open up about, or if you are interested in these types of conversations and want to be a co-host in the next episodes, I would love to have you on the show hit me up anytime on facebook.com slash test mike one two and message me on instagram it's underscore mike acuna thank you so much and i'll see you guys again take care and have a blessed day just a couple of things a couple of edits um what i meant oh okay i meant I meant to clarify. Um, what I meant to say in that last segment was you have no reason to not be inspired. That's it. Uh, please make sure to uh, check out my Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash testmic12. And of course, uh, you'll find me not only on Instagram, but also on Spotify. It's underscore Mike Acuna. It's M-I-K-E-A-C-U-N. It's not Enya, it's N. So uh, God bless, be safe, and uh, enjoy the rest of the week. Please do stand by for the third episode of The Mic Stand. Cheers!